We might be too young to have a spotted cow, but we are both diehard Packers fans. I could talk about this for hours. He was my legend. He was my quarterback one. Taysom Hill, forever in my heart. We have a kind of a reputation of being the young, the young diehard fans. How is that, Dr. Pepper Taysom? Amazing. Hey, good. Let's keep it under 25 minutes, all right? What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Underage Packers Podcast, episode 72, a special live training camp edition. Pre-camp vibes are through the roof, even though training camp is one week through. Today, joining me, as always, my co-host with those great bobblehead memorabilia chefs behind him and a fantastic shirt, might I add. Big D, how are you doing today on this Friday? Doing good. Camp's tiring me out, and I'm not even there. So <laughs> It's been three exhausting days of watching Twitter and press conferences. Tell me about it. I mean, yeah. Ryan Gudikins was... Having us wake up at 8.30 in the middle of the summer. And then Tyler Herrick over there in Alaska. Now he's back home. Uh, Tyler, thanks for joining us today. Great to be here, gentlemen. Mm -hmm. We've got all the camp vibes today. As you can see, we're sporting the uh, classic Ted Thompson. Rest in peace, my man. Ted Thompson hat. Loving it. We got all the vibes ready to go. I'm hyped, baby. I'm hyped. I'm I'm loving the outfit today. Thank you, sir. Uh, Bucket hat. I'll, I'll have to get my hands on one of those, even if it's not the the Hawaiian version that you got right there. I mean, got to get my hands on at least one Ted Thompson bucket hat. Of course, man. You got to represent. Got to represent the craft. Got to represent the person. Got to represent the team. You got to carry the G at all yep. times. At all, it's times. about the people, man. It's about it's about the people. <laughs> Ted Thompson is the people. It's about oh, the people. Great to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. No problem. So today we're going to be talking about all the latest after a busy week uh, with Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Randall Cobb, of all people. You know, last week at this time we were talking with Wes, um, getting our training camp final thoughts out, uh, talking about all the camp battles, and then just two days later, Packerland is in a totally different world. Let's start off talking with Randall Cobb. We won't get too much in-depth because mo- both me and Big B did a pretty – elongated video on that when the trade was first confirmed. Uh, but now we have the full details. Randall Cobb was traded for a six rounder. I was so shocked to see this and it's possible they were already working out deal uh, the deal before Trey Wingo uh, posted it. But the fact that the Texans didn't call up the Packers and say, Hey, is this true? Can you give us two first rounders? Like obviously, you know, they're ecstatic to get Randall Cobb's contract off their books. That's just what I gathered from the Texans fans. But Tyler, were you surprised that uh, the Texans didn't try to take advantage of the leverage they had in this trade? Well, I think anybody who thinks says that they weren't surprised that they didn't take advantage, number one, or or try to take advantage, or number two, that this trade even happened is a liar. I mean, this is just ridiculous. Nobody expected this to happen at all. I mean, as a Packer fan, like, (laughs) I love it. You know what I mean? But I mean, it's just like, it's, it's, it's so weird, man. I was not expecting, I was not expecting it at all. Um, Obviously they should have obviously tried to take advantage of it in some way, but I, I almost wonder, you know, how much, I mean, the Texans don't have any of that sentimental value to Randall Cobb. So Mm -hmm. how much can you really, you know what I mean? And if a team's calling you offering up a pick for a guy that you're number one, trying to get out of the contract for, and number two, don't have a sentimental attachment for, you'd be stupid not to take a six round pick. 
for it. Yeah. So yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it all day long. I love it. I love it. Yeah, one Trey Wingo just obviously has not had the best in reporting on this Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, case, so. when that first came out, I was like, no, that's not yeah. true. I mean, it was just so outrageous. But, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers taking another page out of Tom Brady's book. He's going on these uh, pretty insane feasts or juices, whatever. And now he's getting back his old teammates uh, that might be out of their prime, but it's whatever. Um, I, I think uh, Rob Gronkowski was quite a bit of different case um, last year, but, and it is kind of interesting to see the difference in reaction um, from uh, just the national media and other NFL fans um, of Robert Gronkowski, Antonio Brown last year with what Tom Brady was recruited into Tampa Bay. Uh, and then Randall Cobb this year, which I don't blame, you know, they're to- two totally different players, but the mindset behind it, it is pretty similar to try to get them back for one more run. Um, Big B, what did you ever believe uh, when it was first reported that this was ever going to happen um, uh, on this Randall Cobb trade? Um, I, I did not. I thought it was total BS, um, especially Trey Wingo reporting it. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, no, he's yeah, he, he's never right. Um so I really never thought it was going to get to this point, but Randall Cobb's Green Bay Packer. So we're all excited here. That's the underlying, that's the underlying big thing there. Yeah. Like I saw a picture last night as one does at 2 a.m. Scrolls through Evan Siegel's collection uh, every night. And I, I saw that picture of Ra- Randall Cobb and Rogers talking to each other. And I was like, literally imagine seeing this picture five days ago. When so much was unknown, we didn't know if Aaron Rodgers was going to be there. And then Randall Cobb, it, it's a lot has changed in the past few days. Um, another thing, move on from Randall Cobb now. Oh, I, I for he, I did love how he, one of his comments in his press conference where he says he feels like he can breathe now. I feels like he just got out of prison after leaving Houston. I, I find. He tried to at the end kind of save it. They're like, oh no, no disrespect to Houston. They're on the, the right path. Like no, Randall, you can just say Houston is off. In Houston, for you as a football player, what is it like to kind of have this stability now and, and be on a championship contender once again? Uh, I can breathe again. Uh, you know, I'm I've, I've seen the other side. And I'm excited to be back here, and I'm excited. I'm smiling. It's funny. My teammates say, you act like you just got out of prison. I said, well, you know, uh, I'm I'm very, very, very excited to be here. Uh, You know, and that's nothing. That's nothing against. That's nothing against Houston. Yeah, (laughs) that was hilarious. He was. He was holding back, holding back a lot there, trying to say, yeah. you know, like whatever. That's hilarious, dude. That was, I mean, it's a storybook. It's a storybook season. And that's the thing about this year is like, you just got to enjoy it because yep. we don't know what's going to happen next year. You know what I mean? Like, I think Ken, the salary cap guy, put out that we're like quadrillion quadruple over the cap. Like, this entire season is like a kid that gets a hold of his mom's credit card and buys yep. a million V bucks for his. Fortnite account. You know what I mean? Like, this is just ridiculous. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. They're just going all in, all crazy. This is what all those haters 
from the pa past few years have always wanted. Yeah. For them to go all in and sign everybody in the book and throw the cap out the window and do whatever it takes. And that's what they're going to do. So let's do yeah. it, man. Let's do it. Exactly. I don't care. You know, we're <laughs> yeah, balling. We're balling. Let's do it. Let's, let's keep everybody from last year because we obviously had a good enough team uh, right. last year to do it. So let's keep those core players and then hopefully we have another one or two guys have another breakout season, have another Robert Tunyon, another uh, Rashawn Gary, have another Darnell Savage here. Um, 100%. And, and do it all over again. Um, so it will be pretty disappointing if this season ends with any, but anything other than a Super Bowl run. Um, moving on to the past, what's been happening in the past few days at training camp. Before we get into any boring notes and observations, I, I would love to talk about the prank that David Bakhtiari and new offensive tackle Dennis Kelly pulled on. Now, since I, I, I don't pay for the premium version of StreamYard, which is stupidly overpriced, I can't show the picture of um, <laughs> Dennis Kelly yesterday at practice wearing Bakhtiari's jersey, which was just fantastic. I mean, because were you guys watching Twitter and I mean, Matt Steinman tweets out, oh my God, David Bakhtiari's back at practice. And I'm like, whoa, what? did not expect this. I did see, uh, I didn't see the original tweets. I just missed it. When did this, this was the first day or second day at camp? Uh, I was yesterday. Okay. So yeah, it was yesterday. No, I was uh, still in Alaska yesterday for mm -hmm. work. So I didn't, I didn't see it. Um, until right after when all the reactions started pouring in, but I'm sure, I'm sure it yep. was hilarious. People responding like, are you sure? Like what's <laughs> yeah. Just after one day of taking a rest and he's like, all right, you know, let's do it. Uh, speaking of uh, Dennis Kelly, uh, Bigby, what do you think of the signing? He started uh, quite a bit for Houston these past two or three years that he was, or Tennessee, my bad, uh, with Matt LaFleur these past few years. What do you think of uh, this new new signing on, along with the offensive line? Well, it's a very great um, depth piece, especially with David Bakhtiari might be out for week one. So that this is definitely a very great signing. Started um, was it all 16 games last year. It's I think this is going to be a great signing in the long run. Yeah, adding a lot of depth um, to to that. And like you mentioned, David Bakhtiari being out, um, he'll have to play a key piece, even if he's not starting at left tackle each one, week one, which Matt LeFleur kind of shut down that idea in his press conference uh, today or yesterday, um, that there's going to be a lot of moving pieces along the offensive line. Um, they're really just going to throw their best five out there, I believe. So you have Elton Jenkins at left tackle, Left guard is kind of up in the air, center Josh Myers, and then right guard up in the air as well between that competition, uh, really between a lot of young guys, John Runyon, Cole Van Lannon, uh, even maybe another Green Bay proud, uh, John Dietzen uh, from Wisconsin. Tyler, do you see uh, Dennis Kelly, the David Bakhtiari, uh, look like starting along the offensive line pretty early in the season? I think they'll ha they'll have to. I think Lafleur's right. They're gonna, just going to have to keep. It's going to be a revolving door across the whole line. But that's good, right? You want all yep. those guys to get that experience, you know. And I think they're going to keep rotating them in and out. I mean, it's going to be weird. Like the Packers had one of the best offensive lines in football last year, like hands down. And they were rolling around like a carousel last year with the amount of guys that they were pulling in and out. So mm -hmm. I think uh, we'll kind of see 
kind of see the same. They look for the same type of guy. They look for those versatile guys who can fit anywhere. I mean, that's how they found Elton Jenkins. You know what I mean? He, yeah. He could just do anything. So that's what they want. They want everybody. To, of course, you can't clone Elton Jenkins. So <clears throat> unfortunately, unfortunately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but no, I think, yeah, they'll, they'll just keep moving it around and, and do what's yep. best. I mean, it's going to be a week by week thing, you know, like we're so used to as Packers fans, just lining up the same guys over and over and over again and trying to do the same thing. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And that's, you know, not a winning formula in today's NFL. Today's NFL has a lot of versatile people doing a lot of versatile things. And I think that's what we're going to see with yeah, the O line. I think God, Adam Sinovich is uh, with the Packers. You can't clone uh, Elton Jenkins, but Adam Sinovich can do his magic as much as he can. Um, Aaron, now let's get to Aaron Rodgers and his press conference that he was very open in. Uh, on the first day of training camp this past Tuesday. And I'll, I'll just go over some of the observations, some of the things I took from it. Uh, he says he, he understands his role. He's a player. He's not the GM. He he understands that he's not going to get um, the final say in everything, and he doesn't want that. He doesn't want to be playing uh, create a GM on Madden franchise, but he wants things to be run by him. He wants uh, to be heard um, you know, run it by him, run what you're going to do, communicate with him, uh, these possible moves that you're going to make, uh, he'll give you his input. And if you don't listen to that, you know, whatever, but he, he wants, he wants his opportunity to be heard. Uh, he listed players, Randall Cobb, Clay Matthews, Mike Hyde, Casey Hayward, Brian Balaga, Corey Lindsley, much, uh, uh, more veterans that didn't get a call, didn't get, uh, the respect they really deserved. Um, after spending a lot of time and dedication to playing with Green Bay. And we got a lot more clarity on his the people comments that he made with Kenny Mayne. Uh It's about the people comments were very odd um, without the context now that we needed, which is basically, you know, you view, you, you view these players just as their play, but not as their people that they are and the respect that they, they shall deserve. Um, what did you guys think of really the players he listed um, and kind of do you guys think that is true uh, from what we know of how Green Bay treats their veterans uh, leaving out the door? Uh, I think it's look, I mean that that. OK, so uh, let me just gather my thoughts here. I think that the, <laughs> that whole press conference, I have a lot of thoughts on this. That whole press mm -hmm. conference was. Great. I think it gave us an insight into what he was feeling, how he approached things. I thought it was very clear. I thought it was very concise. I thought he really laid out. He'd, he'd been thinking about it for obviously a very long yeah. time, right? And we're not just talking this offseason. We're talking years. This is stuff he has been thinking about. So his feelings are valid. His uh, perception is valid. Um, but in a way, then you go back and you listen to Brian's press conferences, and it was very much so – Oh, I don't know why he feels that way. Like we're doing everything we can, you know, it's like, come on, dude. Like it doesn't matter. Like when you're in a relationship with somebody, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like you have to, there's, there's give and take, right. And you have to be a team. And yeah. if you're not compromising in some areas, even if that person comes up and says, I don't like the way you did something, even if you didn't do anything wrong in your perception, like you need to somehow find out why they feel that way. Yeah. So I like what they're saying so far about the communication thing. I like what they did bringing in Cobb, you know, like that type of thing. But 
Like it may be too far gone to repair. We'll see next year. But at this point, no, I thought the press conference was great. I thought he really laid out what he wanted. Did I necessarily yeah. agree with everything he had to say, especially regarding like bringing back those players? No. And I don't think the team does either. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you got to listen to people. Like yeah. there's a difference between just saying like, oh, I hear you. We want you. Like we need you. Like blah, 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 blah. And actually going out and being like, okay, yeah. well, here's why we don't want jordy nelson back like here are his stats here's the reason why here's his paycheck here's he can go big money elsewhere like john coon told the story on the radio yesterday about how the packers called him and and like saying like hey we're not going to bring you back and he was devastated but then russ ball told him like dude don't be devastated go make all that bank in new orleans man like go down there go get that back man because we can't give that to you and just by them explaining that you know, like in my world, in, in the airline world, right? We passengers hate when there's a delay, right? Mm-hmm. But if the captain comes on and says, here's why we're delayed, you know, here's the reasons why this had to happen if it was a maintenance delay or something like that. Like, that's all people care about is that communication, right? The communication, sure. right? If you're not communicating, it's all going to fall apart. So clearly Aaron feels some type of way and uh, the Packers need to figure it out whether they agree with it or not. Yeah, I, I really like that one thing you mentioned of, uh, you know, show showing your actions. Not don't just say, you know, we really love you. We really appreciate what you've done for us. And I think that was, Aaron made that really apparent that he was very frustrated with that, especially um, in the Jordan Love, the replacement situation, J Lo, uh, as Aaron Rodgers called him. That and, and he used a quite an analogy that I think, while he was using it just to compare. Uh, his job to your life jobs was uh, he said something along the lines of you you do really great. And then you come up to your boss and you say, I have this really great job opportunity um, after months and months or, you know, all signs pointing to, you know, at, at some point we're not going to want you anymore. And then your boss, you get this opportunity, you come to him and he's like, Oh no, no, stay here. We love you. And then they, they show you all that. Uh, appreciateness or they at least say that but they don't show that um whether it's in negotiations or whatnot but i maybe he is hinting at a trade there um big b what did you gather overall uh from aaron Rodgers' pretty candid press conference well thank you tyler for that great relationship advice by the way that was that was awesome um, well, you guys are gonna need it you're gonna need it in a year <laughs> it's coming it's coming <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was one of Rogers' great, um, greatest press conferences. He just told it like how he felt. Mm-hmm. He didn't hold anything back, which I think everybody was just waiting for that moment for Rogers to say that. Yeah. And like Tom Silverstein's question, pretty much just sums up everything. And you forgot to put um, Brett Good on the list of players and. Oh. Uh, how, of course, the most important one. Of course, my apologies. Yeah, that was definitely the most notable. Yeah. But yeah, you mentioned Tom Silverstein's question, and I, I, I don't, I do think he he was pretty honest in his question, and it was a very good question, and it laid a, a really, a really good and more clear answer uh, from Aaron that I, I was still kind of confused about because Aaron or Tom asked him, you know, you listed those players, but if you were in charge. I mean, not only would uh, you want to, the philosophy that you're so complaining about wouldn't have you here in Green Bay 
uh, standing here 16 years later, they would have never drafted you with Brett Favre uh, under center still in 2005. But also those players you mentioned, if you were in charge, uh, you'd be wrong to bring back a lot of them considering how they played after they left Green Bay. Uh, but Aaron basically said, yeah, I understand that. And that's basically what I'm saying. I'm not the GM. I understand my role, but I'm, I've been here for 16 years. I've won three MVPs. I, I should have input and I should be uh, listened to on these big decisions, especially involving uh, close teammates of mine. Um, I guess one last note from it is uh, he said he seriously considered retiring. Uh, so that's one for all the Adam Schefter deniers, I guess, um, which I just, I love this whole game of everybody. Like after that press conference, people are still like, oh, Schefter, you, know, you made it all up, which like. Really, he didn't though. Like really, he didn't. He didn't. But like, I don't care what you think if he was cheeky or shady with his timing or his reporting, because according to Aaron, him or his reps did not leak any of the news, um, which I don't buy, buy. But, you know, Schefter might have been dodgy with for our friends across the pond, dodgy uh, with his timing, reporting it on the draft night and then on the Bucks game. But all of what he was saying was true, uh, even if he was looking for more engagement or more clicks. Um, but, They're all just haters. They're all just haters. Yeah, the haters – Get in line, Adam Schefter haters. Um, Any other thoughts, guys, on uh, Rogers' press conference this week? No, man. Like I said, his his feelings are are valid. I agreed with a lot that he said. I mean, you gotta you gotta ask the the dude. Like he said, he's been in that building. It's not just about personnel decisions, right? That's kind of what he said to Tom, right? It's not just about personnel. It's about the fact that this dude has been employed there for almost twenty years. Like talk to him every once in a while with a lot of the stuff that's going on this all goes back to like how many times in the nfc championship game in the red zone were guys out of place just because (sighs) adams was having a bad day Mm -hmm. his one star wide receiver was having a bad day everybody else on that team is great and i'll fight to the death for them alan lazard is a phenomenal player mvs is one of my favorites right nobody's mistaken them for pro bowlers yeah, but they that's the thing. Like they need that veteran presence and that's why he wanted somebody like Cobb, right? Mm-hmm. Because in the NFC Championship game when you're standing in the red zone and you run an RPO and you throw a bullet pass to Alan Lazard, you want somebody there who's or a slot to the slot receiver. You want somebody there who's not going to duck like Allen did. And that's no disrespect mm-hmm. to Allen, but he just didn't have that relationship with Aaron. It had nothing to do with Allen's sure. preparation or Allen's game or Allen's play even that day because he played pretty well that day. I'm just saying like it, like if you have somebody in there who has that second nature like Adams does or that second nature like Jordy did or that second nature like Cobb does, like those plays are going to happen. They're going to click because you know Aaron and you're you're on that same wavelength with him. Stuff that takes years to develop, and these are years that just Aaron doesn't have anymore. So I get it. I get why he feels the way he feels. Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, before uh, that day, I definitely felt uh, obviously very confused, very angry at Aaron like most Packers fans did. Um, but, but I think he thought, made a lot of things clear. I'm st- I still wish he – I still think he could have handled it better. Um, but, you know, he said he didn't want to get it in just a headline battle with, his, you know, with team that he, he loved playing for. Um, 
but, but I, I still would have appreciated more communication with Aaron. We deserve it. Uh, <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Aaron's also old school. Let's not forget like this dude is, you know, late thirties, like in today's world on the internet, like you can't be that way anymore. Like he said, there's silence and wisdom. Sure. I agree. But maybe make a statement, maybe go on a long form podcast like Packers After Dark and talk to me about it, man. You know what I mean? Like go on a long form podcast, get all your feelings out on in front of a sure SM7B. You know what I mean? And then be done with it and then be silent, you know, because in today's world, people want to know and they're going to keep badgering you for it. And it is whatever. And you don't have to feel like you have to. I don't want him to feel like he has to. I'm just saying, like, there's a reason why a lot of people were feeling the way that a lot of us were feeling, which was like angry and confused. Yeah. Because he didn't say a word. And then when he did say a word, he was being all cryptic and mysterious and trying to be funny. (laughs) Yeah. It's annoying. I doubt that he was uh, reading what all the fans had to say about all of this. But, you know, if he wants his his public perception to be much better, or if he wanted, if he wanted to put an end uh, to Schefter, I, he could have easily done it. Um, right, and, and not that I, once again, not that Schefter was like false with his reporting or not, but he was trending on Twitter on the weekly basis. You know, he had every opportunity to say something other than an Instagram story or his crappy interviews on his interference appearances out and about every month. Um, Brian Gutekind's uh, some more drama doesn't end folks. Uh, Brian Gutekind's in his press conference uh, the other day, he talked about uh, Randall Cobb, the Randall Cobb trade. And he, he said something that kind of set off a lot of Packers fans and people around the media uh, where he basically said, yeah, we wouldn't be pursuing this guy, uh, if it wasn't for Aaron. And a lot of people took that kind of poorly, in my opinion. But I, I don't, like, I think that's fairly obvious that they wouldn't be trading for a 30-year-old wide receiver if their quarterback didn't thank want Thank you. It. Thank like, you. Like, Michael Scott, Jeff. Thank you. Like, for real. <laughs> like, I don't, like, dude, like, it's so obvious. Like, no, duh. Like, you want this team to be more transparent and more real and more honest and more open and more communicative and whatever. That's what Brian's doing. He's getting in front of a microphone. He's being uncomfortable. And he's and he's looking and he's saying, oh, you know, like, oh, oh you know, like, uh, of course, like, uh, you know, we love Randall, but, you know, like, normally we wouldn't be make, like, he's being honest. He's being open, right? And everybody's yeah. freaking out. I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. Why are you freaking out? Like, no, duh. He's not trading for a 30-plus-year-old wide receiver that he already let go. Yeah, like, come on! Like it's not—I don't understand why people are upset about that. Exactly. Yeah, I—I I don't think he meant it as disrespect to Randall, um, in any way. As you know, he's a bad player, or that he doesn't want him there. But I mean, they just drafted Randall Cobb at 20, 21 years old this past literally April. a clone so, of Randall Cobb, just younger, faster, and probably more athletic at this point. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I don't get the uproar about his quote and that it should be that it was uh, harshly intended uh, towards Randall. Um, but uh, Big B, any thoughts on uh, Brian's comment and the reaction to it? Well, um, yeah, I feel like it's getting way over, way just over talked about, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Brian's telling the truth. And yeah. I was I was watching the press conference 
And all everybody in the chat was saying, oh, Brian's always lying. Blah, he's lying to us. And I'm like, well, he's not lying right there. So, yeah. I mean, he's clearly not lying about that, at least. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, yeah, we're not going to trade for a 31, 31-year-old wide receiver that we already let go two years ago. Or an outrageous contract. Yeah, exactly. we're not lying. He's being the general manager of a national football league team in front of a national audience. Like he's not lying. It's called PR. Like people do it for a reason. Like, are you stupid? Like, no, duh, he's not going to come out and say like, yeah, no, literally Randall's just here because of Aaron. Like, and like, of course, like, no, duh. Like he's just not going to say that. Like they have lawyers and stuff. Like you can't do that. Like, good God. Yeah. This is not that serious. Yep. I, it will be interesting. I though um, the relationship between Rogers and Gooch watch all uh, the season long. I hope it's hope it's not a distraction for uh, the fans at least, or not catching too much stories. But uh, Aaron Rodgers did definitely uh, did not try to put any uh, made. Uh, I don't know an analogy for this, but he uh, did not try to hide uh, the awkward and tense situation relationship. Uh, between him and uh, Gudikins. So um, let's go win a Super Bowl. Everybody hates each other. Sounds pretty epic to me, um, <laughs> at least theatrical-wise. Um, so, all right, let's talk about the actual football stuff. Going now down at camp. It was kind of a lighter practice today, so not too much uh, going on to report. But the, the first two days uh, – the main thing I noticed is that Rashawn Gary is an absolute machine, absolute force to reckon with. Um, Bigby, is this fine? Like, you know, it's been two years now. He definitely got it started going uh, near the end of last season. But is uh, Rashawn Gary uh, over or under 15.5 sacks? Ooh, 15.5 sacks. We're going with the over. He's going to break the record this year. Let's go, baby. Sean Gary's having that breakout year. Let's go. He's going to break uh, Willie Davis' uh, career sack record because, Corey, we see your comments, and I'm not going – we're not even going to start this argument again, Corey, about your vacation destination. I don't think – you know, Rodgers was not trying to diss your fishing or – the skiing that or whatever happens down when people supposedly go to vacations to Green Bay for other reasons than the Packers, apparently. Uh, but <laughs> we're not going to get in that uh, that match again. <laughs> um, now talking about the other quarterback, Jordan Love, um, having some up and down days pretty similar to his performances at minicamp. Uh, but Tyler, from watching Twitter, your analysts, on what uh, Jordan Love has been up to these past two days. Uh, he's been out there. Uh, yeah. He's been Practicing throwing some football. Field. Okay. Uh, yeah. He's been just doing those things out there, right? Yep. He, yep. he throws some footballs, um, sometimes catches them. Catch him, I heard catch that. Him. Yep. He throw, he's throwing fo- – no, man, I don't know. I don't care what Jordan Love's <laughs> doing out there. All right? I want to see Jordan Love – I want to see Jordan Love in the preseason lighting it up against the third-string Houston Texans defense. That's what I want to see, all right? I want to see him just throwing darts all day long. I'm ready for it. I'm buying a ticket. I'm getting in there to that preseason game, and I'm going to tell all the haters what's going on with J-Lo, the world's NFL's best backup quarterback, soon-to-be franchise quarterback, reigning in a third straight three-peat 
Hall of Fame quarterback run in Green Bay. Thanks. Exactly. And then we'll have to have somebody first rate. You know, Jordan Love's uh, replacement right now is probably uh, five years old on the football field. Um, I'll get another question from the Mysterious Tees have TV. Uh, will Josh Myers or Elton Jenkins be starting center? A good uh, starting uh, question point here. Josh Myers, I loved uh, what he said during his press conference today. But Big B, uh, what is your call on that? Josh Myers, Elton Jenkins, or uh, somebody else at center for week one? Well, ever since the before the draft, I was a big Josh Myers fan before we even yeah. drafted him. So, of course, I'm going to go with Josh Myers. Next all-time great center, all right? Why wasn't he in one of your mock drafts then? You know, I, I had Amari Rodgers in my mock draft. What's Whoa, what's going on there? Well, I didn't, shots fired, him, shots I didn't fired. expect him to be picked in the second round. Okay. Uh, I thought he was going to be later. All right. Fair enough. There you go. Fair enough, I guess. Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, Tyler uh, talked about the offensive line a little earlier, but uh, who do you think is going to nod at center for week one? Uh, I think it's going to be Elton Jenkins in a Josh Myers jersey. Out there, uh, at center, <laughs> that's what's going to be going. No, no, for real, I, it could be any of them. I don't know. I think yeah. Josh Myers is obviously they're going to let him try because we need Elton Jenkins to swing out to every other position on the line. That poor guy, <laughs> can we get this dude some Gatorade? Like, please, man, this guy's like working up and down the offensive line, doing everything, man. I don't even know what's going on. I love it. I love yeah. it though. No, I think Josh Myers has every opportunity to be the starting week one center if he can handle it. If he can't, Elton Jenkins, get back to work. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, Matt Mamba mentioned earlier, it, we shouldn't really throw out the possibility of cloning Elton Jenkins. He's That's still true. young. Technology is out there. There's so much crazy technology out there. Did you guys yeah. hear that in uh, the UAE, the United Arab Emirates out there in the Middle East, that uh, they were using drones? To All right, that's charge the static electricity up in the air to create rain. Okay. What? So wow. they were literally using drones to create rain. So if they can use drones to create rain, we can use cloning to recreate Elton Jenkins, Aaron Rodgers. We could just keep this thing going, boys. Yeah, Jamal right. Williams. We could keep this thing going. <laughs> Jamal Williams. We could keep this thing going, boys. I mean, Let's what comes? First, a machine to make Elton Jenkins younger or one to clone him. Like, yeah. I, I think we need one before we have the other at the very least. Like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Yeah, sure. it, still we'll, up in there. We'll, we'll, we'll work out the details later. For yeah. right, right now, let's just start cloning people and see what happens. <laughs> let's do it. But, yeah, get, get, uh, five Elton Jenkins, please. Maybe six for a backup. Yeah, can never have enough Elton. Um. Let, let's see here. What else happened at camp? Uh, Kylan Hill, another rookie, fast, elusive guy, having some good camp. Uh, yet to see, there's still a lot of ball game left on uh, um, on who will get on a lot of these positional battles. So haven't put on any pads yet, so a lot of time to see. Um, oh, Dexter Williams is even having a good start to camp. Like, <laughs> come on now. That should tell you everything right there. I love that the like the definition of people that aren't at camp for people having a good camp. It's like, oh shoot, bro. Zach Cruz said he had made at least two good plays. So you know, oh, yeah. you know Dexter Williams is doing oh, some yeah. good practices around there. Oh yeah. Uh Roger, I love uh also Rogers off connection with Josh Myers on his first snap. It's a big freak out of the summer. Um Josh Myers was asked about that. Like, 
Dude, I've never uh, played Sintra in the NFL before. Um, I know, shocker. Um, but I would think it would be hard to, to first time snap into someone. Um, you know, this wasn't like a like a baseball thing. You know, when they throw the ball the ball at the uh, the batter to get their attention. You know, when they're mad at them. Maybe somebody paid Josh to just fumble the ball and be like, "Yeah, pick it up. Welcome back. Let's get to work." Exactly. Actually, that check did go through. So. Yeah, there you go. Let's go. <laughs> no! Let's go. The, the Venmo has been confirmed. <laughs> it's been fine. It's it's so early, man. It's yep. just so early. There's so much to play out yet. I mean, when are the joint practices? When is that going on? And we're so, going out there this time, right? Uh, no, I, I believe it's uh, – Where is it here? I don't even know. Yeah, they're, they're here uh, the 18th and 19th. That's what I want to see, man. They're going to start throwing throwing fists. Man, they're going to start oh, punching each other, fighting. Like, that's that's the when the pads are on, it's hot out. Like, Jay Sternberg has got to watch out. He, Jay Sternberg has <laughs> got to be careful during those uh, those joint practices. So, apparently, there's a bounty on him for those <laughs> other teams. During, yeah, uh, we got to be careful. Yeah, you know, Jay, I, I guess, you know – at the minute, maximum two week injury. Um, let's end it off here. Debate with Aaron Agler, firing a debate. I have so many Big great guy. memories of watching Brett Favre. Um, I'm sure Big B does as well. Um, Tyler, give us your input. You know, you didn't see uh, too much of Brett Favre. You saw the latter end of his career, but um, what Brett Favre or Rogers? Talent. I mean, what is, what is, what is it's such an open-ended question from such an analytical dude like Aaron Nagler? Um, I don't know, man. I, obviously, I was Brett Favre was the guy when I first joined this incredible social experiment known yeah. as Earth. Um, <laughs> Brett Favre was the he was Brett Favre was the guy. Um, <clears throat> so I grew up watching that. Of course, it was great, but I, obviously Aaron Rodgers is more talented, but Brett Favre brings the juice a little more. So if we're just talking on the field, cool. I love it. I love it. Uh, I I would uh, – I don't know if I, I can give an objective answer to that. We'll have to ask – we'll have to pan to Peter Bukowski to ask him who has the higher DVOA, and then that, <laughs> that's the decider of all. Look at this chat right now. Look at we got Cheesehead TV and Aaron Nagler in the same <laughs> chat. I love it. Oh, Lord, love it, man. Corey, you know, I'm I'm sure you know they're just in the same house and they're just like they have to go at least one room away. So we're not not a bunch of feedback. Um, best Packer of the 2010s, I say Martellus Bennett. Ooh, I know that's a very popular answer to that question. Um, I really I was a big fan of Devon Kajus. Um, I believe that's how you pronounce it. I, I mean, he did a lot of great things for the Packers. Um, it's also uh, Jake Shum, one of my favorites. Sam uh, Congato is literally saving lives, but okay, keep talking. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, keep picking these randos. I mean, he wasn't in the 2010, so. Was, oh, yeah, think, you're right. You're right. Yep. You know, you he, the doctor he's a uh, hospital at is like uh, 40 minutes away from me. Is it? Might have to. Break break my collarbone. I don't know what he specializes in. But <laughs> I don't know what he special. I'm gonna break a bone. I don't know what he specializes. In. <laughs> I I would like. Can I request to see Sam Con? Can you request a doctor? I, I, re- <laughs> I know he's a brain surgeon, but can he fix my collarbone or something? Please, uh, Google that. <laughs> I did just pull a Jake Shum Corey. There you go. Uh, uh, Hey, excuse me, uh, 
we have a comment from Andrew's Paradise. Can you pull that up on the screen for me, uh, Joey? <laughs> oh, no. Um, excuse me, Andrew. <clears throat> First of all, you're from Paradise, so you should understand why I am dressed the way that I am dressed. Um, Paradise being Green Bay, Wisconsin. Okay, uh -huh. if you've ever heard of it, fantastic vacation destination. First of all, I just received this hat today in the mail. So number one, I'm showing no. it off. No. Number two, I am completely steezing on anyone who sees me with this hat. And number three, <laughs> this hat is in respect to the late, great Ted Thompson. Yeah. So Andrew, with all due respect, get yourself one of these hats unless you want to be a hater. Keep being a <laughs> hater. Keep being a casual. Do whatever you got to do. But you certainly don't live in paradise if you've never seen this hat before. R.I.P. Yeah. Ted. R.I.P. Ted Thompson's legacy is that the bucket hat right there. <laughs> Aaron, Andrew, you're just a casual. I, I don't know what to say to you. Andrew, oh, man, so disappointing. Figured uh, this chat would be lit, man. Not like that. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> underage Packers, what do you what is going on here? It's off right on the chat. I'll get over it. <laughs> no, you won't. No, you won't. No, I'm gonna tweet about it. <laughs> yeah, you, you tell him on your Twitter. Um, I think that's where we're going to end it off. Let's, let's um, end it off. One restaurant we're looking forward to eating at while we're in Green Bay. I'll start it off. Um, Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, Frank and Pat's Pizza. That's at least what it was formerly known as. That's uh, where we'd go as um, family every time. First night in Green Bay, we go there. So I'm looking forward to that. Tyler, uh, I don't know how many times you've been. What, but what restaurant are you looking forward to? In Green Bay specifically? Um, yeah. this is going to sound super cliche and I know mm -hmm. a lot of people are going to make fun of don't me, don't say Krolls, but I don't know. It's not Krolls. It's okay. not Krolls. There are, I don't know if they're still there. Corey, can you run across the street and uh, check for me? Maybe Aaron, uh, hinterland had some mm. duck wings with gochujang sauce on them and they were incredible. It was unbelievable. What an experience mm. that with a leader of their finest drought draft beer it's incredible oh my god mm, so good oh duck ready wings? for it duck, duck wings. wings yes real duck wings and they're confit and they're delicious so get over it okay <laughs> i'm sorry that you guys have been listening to andy herman talk about pizza too long. i like real food okay aaron negler says dig what you dig i say dig what you dig unless it sucks all right and some of that food sucks what are you 12 years old what do you kids have a palate around here? <laughs> Start turning on Food Network once in your life, okay? okay. Yeah, duck wings, kong fi. Look it up. Enjoy it. It's delicious. Gochujang sauce. Incredible. Sambal. Mmm. Mmm. Tyler, I think you just need to post a video about this. this is, it's too passionate of a, a subject oh, for you'll you. See it. You'll see it. We got, we got lots of content ideas when I get up to green Bay. Nice. So you'll see. Oh Lord. Yeah. Don't steal any of mine. Don't, uh, I'm not going to tell you my ideas, but don't steal. Them. Hey, you haven't even told me yet. Probably. So. <laughs> we've Keep had, them locked up. we've had three meetings on, uh, what we're going to do. Someone comments under it with a video bot link. <laughs> <laughs> Save video bot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. Nagler, we got breaking news. Frank's uh, and Pat's now Perry Pizza. All right. Uh, good to know. Big B, what are you looking forward to? Where eat? Man, 
so many good options. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna be when a casual you... and say Stadium View. Because mm. why not? Okay. No? I I've never been to Stadium View, so what really? Wow, no. it's lit. It's like a club, dude. It's hilarious. It it's like, oh, there's a banquet hall. <laughs> it's just nuts. <laughs> and yeah. Nagler used to like lock himself in a closet after game days to be on the radio. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> at Stadium View? Yes, yeah, I think it was at Stadium View. Confirm in wow. the chat, Nags. Confirm in the chat. Can we get any confirmation? They should rename that the Aaron Nagler Closet. <laughs> the Aaron Nagler Closet. <laughs> At stadium view, I'd yeah, be chilling that closet all day long. I'll tell you that much. Matt wants to know if Stadium View has goose wings. First of all, it's duck wings, <laughs> <laughs> and no, they have goose eggs. Confit. No, I'm just kidding. No, Stadium View has a lot of alcohol and a lot of drunk people. That's what mm. Stadium View has. It's yeah, a, I'm it's basically sure. a club. It sounds club. like Green Bay. It's it's yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of Dr. Pepper on tap. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. yep. I, I'm, I'll, I'll definitely have to bring the 12 pack of Dr. Pepper. Obviously, yeah. I think I saw Pitbull there once. <laughs> All right, now <laughs> we're just getting off, this the, is rails. off the rails. This is yeah, off. a lot of this will be cut out of the final. Somebody must be playing harmonica in the living room, <laughs> or an alarm is going off. Either, either one. Your house is fire. Your house is on fire. <laughs> yeah, it's either house is burning alive or I, somebody's playing a hard mode. Somebody's making you know? duck wings in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, everybody, thanks everybody uh, for joining us on this very, very big night because it is officially the last day before the last day before the last day of the last week before the last week uh, that I will not be in Green Bay. The day has finally come. I've had this circled on the calendar for the long time, but we finally... <laughs> Are you trying to be Let's a doctor? Go. What's going on there? Let's go. That was me doing the praying mantis kick oh. from Karate Kid. Oh, okay. I'm kicking, I'm kicking everything. Let's go. Good Lord. I'm so hyped, man. All right. Yeah, it will be a fun time. Uh, remember, people, bring bring your cash when me and Big B are there. Yep. Uh, yeah, for the tip them. If you see them, they'll have a tip jar. Yeah. They, they don't yeah, have we'll enough have money our... to get back home. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be sleeping in tents in Corey's yard. Yeah, well, uh, $5 for a picture, $10 for an autograph. Make sure you bring your cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll have Venmo on hand as well, but cash is more preferable. Um, Big B, Tyler, any final thoughts? Uh, any final karate kid poses, Tyler? Uh, go Pack Go. The Packers are winning the Super Bowl this year, and mm-hmm. um, camp is going to be lit. Can't wait to see you guys there. Absolutely. Um, Big B? Um. Jamal Williams is the GOAT. I haven't said that yet. Jamal Williams is the GOAT. In this goat. Even if he's a lion, Jamal Williams forever. <laughs> Jamal Williams is carrying that team right now. I know. <laughs> he's their heart and soul. He's their energy. He's everything for that team. Yeah, the only reason the Lions are trending in the past two months is because of something Jamal Williams. So that yeah, Jamal Williams should really just be hired as a new social guy for the Lions. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe to us. Um, <laughs> it's the chat is uh, chat I, I don't is lit it's, right it's, now. It's back to being lit. There's a lot of action going on. Um, debating 90s movies or whatever. Um, but uh, thanks, everybody. Um, 
We'll see you later. Go Pack Go.